Hey guys, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Life from the perspective of a military family member is way different than a civilian standpoint. Military children and family members give up their hopes and dreams to be able to stand by and support their service member, and it isn't an easy lifestyle for anyone to live. I hope that this podcast is able to help connect the military community and give others just a glimpse into what the military life is like from the perspective of spouses and children. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child in Life. I'm here today with Shannon. So, Shannon, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Hi, good morning. How are you? I'm doing good. Welcome, and thank you so much for doing this. So, so start by um, telling me kind of about how you're connected to the military lifestyle and, you know, what experiences you've had so far. All right. So, I have been part of the military since... Uh, technically since 2013, when I married my husband, he's been in for, I think over 10 or about 10 years now. I don't know math. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I met my husband actually back in high school, we met there and I've been just kind of following half following him halfway across the world at this point. Yeah. What has it been like kind of, you know, moving, you know, doing huge moves like to Japan and, you know, kind of just exploring and traveling? Um, I would honestly say I would never change it for anything in the world. We've been really fortunate where when he went over from reserve over to active duty, because he was a reserve prior and then moved over to active duty. We only spent, I think, less than two years actually in the States. Wow. And since then we've been overseas. We uh, first spent four years in Germany, which I would go back in a heartbeat. If the Air Force were to turn around and tell us tomorrow, like, hey, you could go back to Europe tomorrow, but you don't get to see yourself for six months, get to see your stuff for six months. I'm like, I will take that immediately. <laughs> Bye. Here's the, I'll take the next flight. Yeah. I loved it. I miss it. Um, and then from there, we've moved to Japan where we currently are right now. And it's been an interesting four years due to like, you know, the current situation in the world and right. it's made it nothing, but nothing short, but then uh, interesting. And right now we're actually in the process of PCSing to Alaska next. So we're still staying overseas again another four years. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh. I mean, technically yeah, I we'll be in the U.S. this time. <laughs> it's it's interesting. Because, yeah, it's interesting because Alaska and Hawaii are considered overseas. Right. So it's, I don't know, we're, we're getting the best of both worlds where we get the interestingness of still technically being overseas by the eyes of the military, but the eyes of civilians, it's, oh, you're stateside. You're just in Alaska, which is pretty far away. Yeah. Cause you're still, even from like Washington, you're yeah. pretty, pretty far away from Alaska. Uh, three, I think from, uh, from SeaTac, it's, I think a three or four hour flight. Yeah. So uh, quite a distance away still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know what though? It beats the 23 plus hours we fly from here back to East Coast, where I'm originally from. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, my fiance was just yeah. in Japan and did the flight back. And that was like two days of traveling. It ended yeah, up being it's, for him. It's really rough. Like we did, um, we took some leave to go home for the first time in I think two or three years at this point. And yeah. we flew for two days. Like it was. It's something I won't miss. <laughs> it's yeah. something I will not miss. I look forward to like eight hour flights, which sounds ridiculous. Some people are like, what, eight hours? No, I will take eight hour flight over 23 hours of flying. Oh, yeah. It's definitely something you don't think you'd ever say. <laughs> no, my goodness. You you get to get to really learn yourself real quick of like, yeah, I won't tolerate this or 
yeah, no, I need, I need to get up and walk before I, before I have a meltdown. It's, it's definitely, it's frustrating. And, you know, I look forward to the next chapter. I mean, that's the part about the military I love is that we don't stay places long and we always keep on moving. And we've traveled a lot since being overseas. I mean, when we were in Europe, we saw a lot. Yeah. Cause you can just hop on a train and basically go anywhere. Yeah. We were only a few hours away from Amsterdam. We were only a few hours away from Paris, um, Italy. I think we drove down through Italy into Croatia one year. Yeah. There's so many different options. It was definitely really cool. Cause at that time, my husband was a lot lower, like a, like younger airman at that time. Mm-hmm. So it was like, we were like balling on a budget and like, we had, we still had such a great time. And like, now we're like, I wouldn't mind going back. Cause it would, I mean, we'd still be doing the same things, but I'm like, I right. would definitely want to go back just to see it again through different eyes. Yeah. And that's like the beauty of military life is you go to these places and you get to explore like, you know, while you're living there. And then, you know, sometimes you're fortunate to be stationed and get to live there again, but yeah. you know, these places and you know, like, when you take leave or one day when you retire, like you can go back and, you know, explore these places and say, Hey, you know, I actually want to go back to this one specific like restaurant or store or whatever it may be that, you know, normal tourists don't know about. Yeah. It's definitely like, it was really interesting while we were in Germany, we were very fortunate where we had, I want to, I want to put it out there saying the world's best landlords (laughs) (laughs) because they, they took us in under their wing. They really like looked out for us. They really were super kind to us. And like, I won't lie. I was petrified moving to Germany from moving from the States. Yeah. Cause I feel like the U S really kind of the only thing you really know about Germany is world war two. Right. And we got moved there and I was like, I don't know any German. I don't know how this is going to be. It's going to be scary. And like, I remember we pulled up to look at the house and she had the world's biggest smile on. She hopped on and said, hi, I'm such and such. How are you guys? And I was like, you speak English and you're so nice. <laughs> and, yeah. And like, we walked through the house and I was like, I looked at my husband, like sold, done. The kitchen's beautiful. I'm done. Like this is the heart of the house and it's beautiful. I, I can't say no. And right from there, it just turned into this, like, I don't know, like a very much like more than a friendship. Like they treated us like family and it was really nice. Yeah. And that's the nice part is when you, you know, get to go to these different countries and explore these different countries, you know, you create friendships and, you know, bonds with people that you would not have, you know, otherwise. So it's definitely something special. Yeah. I've been really lucky where I've been able to kind of like connect with different people since we've moved. I mean, while working here, I worked, uh, even though I worked on base, I still work with locals and I like to, I would like to say I've made some friends for life for sure here in the military. Yeah. I've learned since being in, or I should say, since my husband's been in that the air force is very small. Yeah. <laughs> we, we run into people all the time. Um, currently actually one of my good, one of my husband's friends from our previous location just moved here. So he's like, I'm so happy you're here, but we're leaving literally in a few months. This is so sad. (laughs) I know. And that's sometimes the part that sucks because, you know, you have people all over the world, literally. And it's like, I want to see my friends, but it's not easy to. And when you have the chance to be stationed with them again somewhere, you know, it could only be for, you know, even a couple of days. Like you you never truly know. It makes a big difference too. Cause like we were really lucky when we moved to Japan, we had a friend from our previous unit here already. And I was like, 
hey girl, can you help us out? She's like, I got you. I'll meet you here. She's like, I'll take care of you. And she like literally drove us around the first day, made sure we were taken care of. And it was so nice. And I was like, I missed you so much. Like you were so chill at our last place. And now like have her, when I, when we had her here, it was really nice. It was, I don't know. It's just, like I said, the air force is small. And I think people forget that too. It's like the military is very small. You run into the same people over and over. Yeah. And I don't know. It's, it's fun in that way where you'll constantly run into the same people. And then you also get a chance to meet some amazing people. I mean, my co-host for my podcast is one of my closest friends who I made in Germany. Yeah. How did you so. end up starting the podcast? Okay. So funny story about that. <laughs> 2020 was a really rough year for many of us. I was one of those people who had a really rough year. And I think it was towards, I think the midpoint of 2020 or towards like the end of 2020, my best friend or the co-host Perry uh, sent me a Snapchat and she goes, Hey, cause she's stateside and I'm here in Japan. She goes, Hey, right. would you want to start a podcast? And I was like, are you joking? I feel like you're joking. Cause we always would be like, Hey man, have you listened to this podcast episode? Oh, are you listening to this one? Cause we listen to a lot of true crime and all that. Yeah. And she was like, no, let's start one. And I was like, are you serious? Are, are we like, are we for cereal? And she's like, yes. And I'm like, All right, let's, let's hop on discord and like, let's video chat and get like some stuff figured out. And I think our very first episode dropped the beginning of 2021. And we've been kind of cruising since then we started, it's like a military community hybrid up like um, podcast where we talk about a lot of different things that are related to the military. And then also even some other stuff kind of sprinkled in like talking about MLMs and basically how they're very harmful to the community. And I could probably talk about that for a couple hours alone, <laughs> but we're actually looking to pivot more that direction. Cause we've noticed that those are the most, I guess, like most people enjoy them, I guess. Yeah. So we're actually looking to pivot our podcast because it'll be actually two years old towards the end of this year, which is kind of wild. <laughs> um, but it's been really fun. It's given a chance for me and her to kind of like not reconnect, but kind of rebond in a different direction than our friendship before of her being a co-host and us just kind of working things out together. And it's been a lot of fun. And I don't know, I just I love being able to talk to my best friend and we're just kind of like, yeah, what do we want to talk about this week? Okay. We'll talk about this this week. And, and we've had uh, quite a few other people come on and guest. We've had one of our, one of, I would like to say friend of the podcast, uh, Megan, she is, she's come on. She's talked about different therapy things. We talked about PTSD one episode with her because she's a therapist and she works with clients that have it. Right. And I'm like, I think it's a little, a little, a little relevant to the military. So yeah. There's so many different aspects that relate to both like a civilian world and the military world and even like relating the two of them together. So civilian world understands a little bit more of the military world. It's like huge. It's it's been really fun. And it's kind of like, I don't know, we just kind of did it on a whim and we've been slowly working at it. And like right now we're currently on a hiatus because my life is kind of a mess since we're moving. Right. Um, I actually, I apologize. My normal mic actually bit was packed up Monday because <laughs> I was, I was fearful keeping it in my luggage where it possibly gets smashed. So yeah, for sure. But yeah, yeah. no, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like we're really kind of lucky where it's like, we kind of formed it together and it's been like kind of doing really well. And, uh, the person who does the art for our podcast is another military spouse. And, you know, I guess it's like, we've been pretty lucky where it's like, 
I have a pretty amazing co-host and now we're pivoting since we're on a high on a, like a hiatus, but pretty excited about it though. Cause we have a lot of things kind of brewing in the background. Yeah, it's definitely something cool. And like, even I, I took a little hiatus for a little while for multiple reasons, but then, you know, when I came back, it was like, okay, well now we're bringing spouses into it too, because that's when I started, you know, getting into the picture where I was going to be a spouse. And so, you know, more relating it to, you know, the things that I'm going to be going through of not just being a child now, but also being a spouse. (laughs) And so, you know, it's two it's different worlds. <laughs> it really is. I would say as someone who's been doing this, doing this a few years, only a few years, um, is like plan for the best or what's it called hope for the best plan for the worst. Yes. And anything you do have planned plan for it to possibly go up in flames. When you're not <laughs> expecting it to. So yeah. It's not too bad though. Like it seems really overwhelming at sometimes. Like I know there's definitely been points where I felt really alienated, really kind of confused and figuring out, like kind of getting like, you know, getting, getting my feeding in the right yeah. position, if that makes sense. Um, I will say being stateside was probably harder, honestly. Yeah. Cause I grew up in my hometown and my home state my whole life. And I moved to the Midwest and I was like, I don't know anybody here. And I'm so used to like going to Walmart and seeing half of my graduating class. Right. And that's like the challenges of like, you know, moving and saying, okay, now I have mm-hmm. to, to create a whole new community. And then especially moving, you know, it is a blessing, you know, kind of moving to a military community because you kind of fit in a little more to an extent, Yeah, but it's at the same point of you're moving into a new space where you're like, I know nobody. <laughs> and yeah, you know, it's... the military community is just more accepting of saying, okay, you don't know anyone like, let, let me try to help you along. Yeah, it can be, it could definitely be a blessing and a curse at times I found of like meeting people. Um, like I said, I found being honestly stateside was harder. I had more civilian friends than I had military friends. Right. But once we moved overseas, majority of my friends were military based. Um, when we were in Germany, I was volunteering a lot with base. So I got to know a lot of the other spouses who were part of the committees and the spouses group and all that. And it's like, I never realized like key spouses do a lot in the backgrounds that people don't always realize. Yeah. And you don't, you don't realize that until, you know, you see it and you can Mm -hmm. like physically have your eye on it and see what's going on and being like, Oh, you know, there's actually a lot of work still being done. Yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of things happen in the background that I don't think people always realize like everything, like all the events you normally see, like on base, like the kids trunk or treat events, like there is a spouse behind there probably ripping out their hair right now, trying yeah. to make sure it goes perfectly perfect because, you know, forbid something goes wrong and someone goes, oh, that wasn't just perfect, but that happens. Right. I only say that as the person who used to plan a lot of those events, I would be so worked up trying to make sure those events were perfect. Right. And it's and, something that like, you know, especially like you mentioned the kids, you know, events and stuff like that too. Like you have no clue what those kids are going through. They could have a parent deployed or, you know, something could be, you know, going on and you just don't know about that and how the kids are handling it. So you want like a space for the kids to, to feel safe and have fun. fun. Yeah. Forget about everything. Especially holidays. 
Yeah. Holidays are super hard overseas because it's one of those things like depending on your perspective and depending on where you've been or who you've been around. Like I said, like I grew up with my with my mom in a home in our in our one town and our one state. So moving with the military was very interesting. I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna have to shift around my holidays for sure. Yeah. Um, and I found that making sure like the kid events went off was not only just important for the parents, silly as it sounds, it's a kid event, right? <laughs> his part was really good for them because a lot of the kids, you, like you said, you don't know if the parents are deployed. You don't know the parents are TUI. You don't know if there's stuff going on at home and you just want the kids to have a sense of normalcy to meet even other kids. Cause sometimes, like I said, I've seen overseas where some parents just kind of like, or even just spouses themselves, they lock themselves away because they just get so I don't know. I don't want to say use the word depressed because that's not always accurate, but just like having anxious. a rough time. Yeah. Yes. Because social anxiety is real. Not everyone is a painful expert like myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, and- I'm, I'm painfully extroverted. So I have no problem walking up to people and saying like, hey, your hair looks pretty cool. Want to be friends? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you don't know like what someone's just going through and, yeah. you know, it can be hard. And, you know, there are cases where, you know, a parent or spouse deploys right after you PCS. And so not only are you trying to get used to a parent being or a spouse being gone, but you're also trying to get used to a new home, a new town, a new city. Yeah. And you have to make new friends and, you know, some people can only take one thing at a time where it's like, okay, let me get over this. And you have multiple things being thrown at you. It's really hard. It really is. Like I said, I had a really rough time, honestly, moving from my home state to my very first location. I had a very hard time meeting people. I had a really hard time like transitioning from non-military life. Cause I just kind of started as like, cause like I'm, I've never was affiliated with military prior to my husband. Yeah. And I did not grow up with military parents. I, it was very much a very, very new situation for both of us. And now it's like, now it's me. It's like, ah, it's normal. Like, ah, it's normal. I'm used to like being like, ah, it's military community. It, it is what it is. And, you know, I've, I've definitely have learned over the years, like you don't know what someone's dealing with. You don't know what battles they fight with every single day. So always offer just a little bit of grace, right. especially if you're going to events and, you know, there a lot of bases, at least overseas offer like just coffee talks or like get together and just talk over coffee and never hesitate to go on the Facebook pages And just being like, hey, is anyone available next Thursday to go meet up at Starbucks? Like, even if you're someone who's like, I have suffered from social anxiety, like go, go to those things. If you, if you can mentally do it, do it. Cause that's sometimes how you meet your best friend. I can say that that's how I met my co-host. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Cause I met her at a, uh, like a coffee talk, like just get together and all the new spouses got together and just talked. And she sat down next to me. I looked at her. I'm like, oh, cool. She's the same age, age as me. And we both are, we're, we're child-free by choice or child, uh, child, yeah, childless or child-free by choice. Yeah. And it was one of those things we're only like a year or two apart. So we just kind of connected off of being close in age, first time overseas and just kind of was like, I don't know. And we're both from New England. So we just kind of got along in that aspect of that little corner of the world. Right. And it's just one of those things where it's like, it's hard to put yourself out there all the time but sometimes it really does pay off. I can't promise you every time you put yourself out there, you're going to meet your new best friend, right. but there's a chance you can make, make some amazing friends. And I don't know, a lot of it, 
as a military spouse is stepping outside your comfort zone. Yeah, for sure. And you kind of just answered the next question because <laughs> I I always like to ask, you know, to end it, I always like to ask what piece of advice would you give? And I think you just gave some solid advice, but if you have any other advice you'd um, like to share or what helped you? Oh gosh. I don't, I don't really know what honestly helped me besides just kind of getting myself out there. Yeah. Like I said, I am, I am one of those people. I am painfully extroverted. I need socialization. I need to see people. I need to bother my friends a lot. Right. And I say that with like peace and love because all my friends <laughs> know who I am. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I don't know. I just found that you just have to put yourself out there. And like, and honestly, if even if you are having a rough day, still you don't know what other people are dealing with. You don't know if someone's dealing with possibly an addiction issue. You don't know if they're dealing with medical issues. You don't know if their spouse just deployed for the first time and they're having like a nervous meltdown in the commissary in their own head. And they're just standing there staring at something, you know? Right. So I always tell people like offer some grace. You don't know what someone's dealing with. And if you do see someone struggling, offer some help. I know that sounds really stupid to say that. Yeah. Cause there's been a few times that like, I'll be trying to scramble getting stuff like on the conveyor balance and be like, Hey man, you want help? And I'm like, I love how overseas you'll see that. I feel like you'll see that a little bit more. Um, I don't know. It's, it's a different community. Once you get over, once you get overseas, I can only really speak on overseas because that's where I've been the last eight years and yeah. going to continue another, another couple of years of it. And I love it. I do love being overseas. It's been a weird safety bubble. Yeah. It's very sure. different. But yeah. I don't know, the best, best piece of advice I can give is just put yourself out there and always offer a little bit of grace and a little bit of kindness. Kindness costs nothing. And it goes a long way. It goes a very <laughs> long way. It costs nothing. You don't do anything financially to help other people out. But if you see someone else struggling, I know when I was in Germany, there was a handful of times we had spouses that only had one car and their active duty member had the car. And they'd be yeah. like, I just need groceries for my kids. Yeah. And I'd be like, um... I have a tiny mini Cooper. We could all cram in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we'll, we'll go to base and we'll, we'll go hit the grocery store. And like, sometimes that's what you got to do. Sometimes you'll see spouses have to put themselves out there, even though they don't want to going like, Hey, can someone just give me a ride to the grocery store? And like, if you have the time, offer the help. Yeah. For if you sure. can. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much for, for being on and sharing your experiences and about your podcast. Where can listeners find information on your podcast? Okay. So we post most of our information over at PS. We have orders podcast that's over on Instagram. Um, that's where we're most active. Like I said, we're currently on a hiatus, so I rarely ever post in there, but sincerely, that's the best place to check us out. Follow us over there. Um, we do also have an email that's connected over there. So always feel free to email us, but our DMS are always open over on Instagram. We always take, um, comments, advice. Like I said, we're going to be shifting more towards anti MLM content. So if you have anything, anyone wants to particularly check out or listen to, please don't ever hesitate to let us know. But yeah, no, um, we post every other week back when we're in our normal scheduling of posting, but yeah, no, we have, um, three seasons already, uh, on Apple podcast or on Spotify, anywhere else you can listen to your podcast goodness. Definitely check us out. We're working on it. We're cruising. We're trying to get, trying to get back into the groove of things hopefully soon, but thank you for having me on. I have never guessed it on a podcast. <laughs> I apologize to you having to edit this later. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much. 
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Grace of a Military Child and Life. Make sure to set a reminder for every Tuesday to listen to a new episode. You can find us on Instagram and YouTube at Grace of a Military Child and Life. If you have any questions or want to be on the podcast, send a message to one of our social media platforms or email grace.of.a.military.child at gmail.com. See you next week.